0: Woo! Ah, oh, it's a Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories bonus episode.
1: Bonus episode. This is, it, this is where we,
0: we pour drinks and we open up the mailbag and uh, we we see what our listeners have to say. I gotta say, toast to our listeners yeah. who make this show what it is by getting involved and, and having fun with us. Because otherwise it's just me and you, which is cool because that's
1: what it used to be and always will be. But it, it always has been. But it, That was the original idea. And then, wow, it's you know, if it wasn't for everybody that's listening, you guys are really programming the show and coming up with the ideas of the things we talk about. So it's super fun. And, and Brian, thanks for being the researcher or er, 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 well, person.
0: And I appreciate folks who follow up after they hear an episode too, right? Because I do this too. I listen to shows and I'm like, oh, I have a man. I thought of something or I want to add to the conversation. So I love that. That's one way to use the mailbox. You, you can request that we research something. You can let us know what you think about an episode. You can um, just you know share in our enthusiasm for rock and roll in any way, shape or form. But Chris wrote the show just this past week. He says... Just finished listening to your Buckethead story time, uh, it, which it sounds like another Buckethead project. Buckethead story time at Disney World. Uh, yeah, at Disney World. A, another one of his side Space projects. Mountain. Yeah, On Space Mountain, Buckethead will be reading books. Uh, another one of his side projects has a tie in with the Leatherface doll story that you told. Uh, I did not know any of this. This is cool. From 99 to 2004, Buckethead played guitar with a group called Corn Bugs. Do you know about this? <laughs> no. So we I'm talked ready. about on the show about how he has a million collaborations. So it's like his mo is is more often than not he's making music with somebody, and sometimes it's Bootsy, and sometimes it's Cornbugs. The singer was Bill Mosley, famous for working with Rob Zombie and for playing Chop Top in Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Ch- oh, Chop Top. So the <gasps> singer in
1: Cornbugs is Chop Top. I. Hold on! Stop everything! Hold on! 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 I just need to make a note for myself.
0: So, according to Chris, they released five albums, a few compilations, and two DVDs. So
1: there should be plenty for you to find. Oh my gosh! There's Chop Top. Oh my gosh! That totally looks like the guy from. Holy crap! I mean, is that the is that the I mean the guy with has the plate in his head? Guy, is that what? Is that who Chop listen, Top bro, is?
0: Listen, bro. I know you. I know you love Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. It's a little. This is love. See, it goes both ways. It goes from us to you, and it comes from
1: you, Chris, to us. So we appreciate that. Oh, uh, man, I, I want to. I, I really want to watch that movie again, but I don't know <laughs> who to like invite to that experience. Might Maybe be one like, hey, to just do by yourself. Yeah, just, just hey, uh, by yourself is
0: fine. Uh, Like, hey,
1: I'm going to order an entire Meat Lover's pizza and a two liter of Coke (laughs) and watch Texas Chainsaw (laughs) Massacre 2. That's what that whole experience is going to be like. It's going to be like just all over my face. Okay.
0: Okay. So more GNR talk. Bill from Dayton wrote the show last week, too. All right. Another fun episode about one of my favorite bands. GNR came out when I was 13 or 14 years old, and I was hooked. While I still listen to the Appetite through Illusions records, I quit paying attention by the time we got to the Buckethead years, so I appreciate the deep dive. You're welcome. Um, and that is what he Dayton, says. Dayton, Ohio. Date, okay. Yeah, Dayton, Ohio. What's up? Uh, I used to work for a company that was based in Dayton and had to go there sometimes, and it was um, an experience. Uh, I, am and, cl- and, I And Bob, Bob Pollard is
1: uh, from Guide by Oh, God yeah, Bob Voices, Pollard, Guide by Voices. Hell yeah. He goes to take a shit at night, write six songs while he's doing that. Keep going, Brian. <laughs> I'm
0: glad you mentioned the Nine Inch Nails influence. The first time I ever heard Nine Inch Nails was in the pre-show music to a GNR and concert in June of 91 in Columbus, Ohio. It was the second or third show of what would become the Use Your Illusion tour, but the albums weren't out yet. I had graduated from high school the day after the concert, I think. Axel spent part of the show talking about Pretty Hate Machine and how it was the future of music. <laughs> By the time I was in college in the fall, Nine Inch Nails was playing on everyone's CD players in the dorms, and I always thought Axel didn't get any credit for promoting Nine Inch Nails.
1: Yeah, and what what an amazing, like, astute thing, too. He really – and what a a bummer opportunity of, like, two bands in two different lanes that could never tour together. I mean – now maybe, but yeah, I don't think it'll ever yeah. happen. No, no, but then but then it would have been yeah, yeah, so yeah. it would have been weird. It would have been weird. It was like the GNR Metallica thing and how that didn't work out. But that was oh, Axel's yeah, that's true. fault. That's a good point. That was Axel's fault too.
0: Well, it's all Axel's fault, right? Uh Ken from Portland, Oregon. What's up, Portland, Oregon?
1: What's up, Ken?
0: Uh, hey guy, hey story guys, huge rock nerd here. Just now discovered your excellent podcast on a flight to Alaska with no music. I listened to you for hours.
1: <laughs> oh, it's awesome, man! I
0: bet that was a, I bet that was a long flight too. <laughs> At a certain point, it's like, Brian, shut up. Okay, uh, two quick things. One, you guys are awesome. You tell great stories. It's all fun and relatable to my rock and roll youth. So I just want to say thank you. Two, the very first podcast I listened to was the Pearl Jam one where they played Golden Gate Park in san francisco eddie got sick and neil young came out and i was at that show i drove up from la just to rock with pearl jam and i got like six songs in before it became a neil show in fact and this is awesome i wrote my own book on rock and roll and that adventure is in one of my chapters
1: so so here's the deal
0: so here's the deal. how do we pimp out this book right so he doesn't really pimp out the book so i had to look i had to look him up
1: we have to pimp out. I the found book. it.
0: So it is called I May Be Old, but I've seen all the cool bands. His name is Ken Schwartz. And here's wait, the wait. here are you ready for the deal sealer? Guess yeah. who writes the Ford to this book? Tommy fucking James. <laughs> so what Ken Schwartz, you gotta hang out. Like we gotta we gotta have you on the show or something. Wait, I'm I'm buying
1: this book right now. What's it called again?
0: <laughs> it's Hold called on. It's called I May Be Old, but I've seen all the cool bands. Okay, Ken Schwartz. It it is available on your major retailers.
1: I I thought that I... Yeah, there it is. I thought that I kind of like saw this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like real recently, but uh, maybe I was just looking for... Okay. I don't know. So,
0: uh, shouts, Portland, Oregon, Ken, what's up, bro? We're going to read your book. This is awesome. Uh, James sent us this. Found your podcast on Spotify a couple months ago and thoroughly enjoy it. I'm about a third of the way through. I, I do love... I will stop and say... I love that some people are completists and they go back to the beginning and listen through from the very beginning, which seems like a lot of work. But I, I love that, that you know, you're inspired to do that. Rock on. Yeah. And thanks a bunch. Uh, and, and James says, I appreciate the research and attention to detail put into each show. You're welcome, buddy. Uh, here's Jeff. This is Jeff, J-E-F-F. Jeff. Hey, guys, I'm addicted to your stories and addicted to the banter. I was born right between you in 78, so I identify with both of you. Uh, I grew up on golden and classic rock, but to quote a great band, quote, punk rock saved our lives. Fuck yes, J-E-F-F. Love you. Yeah, uh, Thank you for yeah. that. That's really nice. Jamie writes this show about her love of a recent bonus episode. Uh, this is one, I, I don't think you were you did this with me, but so glad to hear the little bonus episode about rock and roll novels. I've gotten obsessed with rock novels lately since reading Daisy Jones and the six and Mary Jane shout because those are two of the ones I mentioned. She also mentions Goon Squad was very meh, which is what I said on that episode. I think the praise for it may have been more about the form than the actual story. And you know what? That's a good perspective. I agree. I do think that's probably why. So because this is just gonna make me sound like an asshole. But listen, we're drinking bourbon and talking about music. So I'm going to say it a few years ago i started making myself like a a reading plan right right now my reading plan is mostly just reading rock memoirs all the time but one year i was like i'm going to try to read pulitzer prize winning novels to understand why they win pulitzer prizes and what i basically came away with was that most of the time pulitzer prizes are given to interesting structure and that book won a pulitzer prize so i would say jamie i agree with you i think that's why okay back to what Jamie says my favorite really and, and she's referring to rock novels is Jane Green's sister stardust which is not a book I'd heard of have you heard of this
1: no no I haven't she, heard of that
0: she says it mixes fact and fiction about Talitha Getty in Morocco Jane Green was a big writer of chick lit back in the days of Bridget Jones etc but this one didn't have that feel it might not be your taste but you should take a look hell yeah I'm putting it on the list Jamie I appreciate that. Uh Another note on the bonus episode about rock novels. This one is from Jeff, G-E-O-F-F. And this, is, this fucking blew my mind, so get ready.
1: Hey, okay, guys. I'm ready.
0: Discovered your podcast this year, and I've been working my way through the back catalog. Shouts to another person doing that. We love you. Absolutely fascinating stuff. Wonderfully presented. Heard your call about suggestions for rock and roll fiction and fan fiction, and have I got a slice of nut job pie
1: for you <laughs> nut job pie I just wanted to go in on the visual of that and now bring me in on this idea I'm okay ready. so this is this is Jeff
0: Jeff says about 10 years ago I came across this book by a music journalist and a accompl- accomplished session bassist named Alan Goldscher and the book is called and I looked this up because I thought Jeff was pulling her leg this is a real thing the book is called Paul is undead and tells the story of quote the british zombie invasion <laughs> yes it oh, is the oh, oh. almost historically accurate story of the beatles but with the twist that they're all zombies except for ringo who is a seventh level ninja lord
1: <laughs> he writes do they do they only play misfit songs because that would have been amazing it's okay dot 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 dot, zom- dot zombie songs completely okay. batshit crazy
0: uh Obviously, they've had to change a few facts. John Lennon gets killed pretty early, but it doesn't seem to slow him down. Brian Epstein, well, that's complicated what what happens to him. I'll offer no spoilers in case you or your listeners want to read it for yourselves. There's some interesting, if clunky, mechanics to how a zombie can actually sing and play while dead, but it's explained well enough to not disrupt the suspension of disbelief, and there are some great road stories reworked. I think my favorite line in the entire book is, quote, Nobody can say for sure exactly what Roy Orbison is. (laughs) Okay, how do we how do we get this? Is this fan fiction available? Yeah, okay. it's it's also, you can buy it. I think where you buy Ken's book, you can also buy this. So, okay. It, I looked this up, too, because I was like, no freaking way, this exists. It is out there. And his name is Alan Goldsher, G-O-L-D-S-H-E-R. All right, Alan, thanks so much. Oh,
1: how cool is this? So, okay. yeah, so
0: Alan is the author. Jeff sent us the notes. Jeff, thank you for that. Um, oh, okay. Ashley writes the show. The Mariah Carey episode is, and this is all in caps now. Blew my mind,
1: man. See, Brian, there is no way. When you started that episode, I was like, "This is. Are we really talking about?" Well, and here's the crazy thing: we're is- really talking about the lady that wishes she had the range of Mike Patton. <laughs>
0: i've seen it right blow right. up again like after we did that episode i've seen articles in mainstream publications about it again uh here's ashley continues to write can y'all please do one more than one episode weekly i am sorry ashley we, we cannot <laughs> she she writes given the amount of research necessary i realize my request is not real uh but uh very nice sentiment and we very 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 much appreciate this thanks um, Ashley yeah, right on it's very nice uh, Preston owns a rock and roll music school in Indianapolis shouts to Indianapolis <gasps>
1: Preston too, not, oh, I want to know all about your and <laughs> roll. oh my gosh not, not like, too far from us Indianapolis so and all like, my dreams come true whatever this magical place is so
0: here's the crazy thing he writes with this captivating subject line huge fan even my wife
1: likes you uh, oh, wow okay. we, we've done some things okay <laughs>
0: Hey, Brian at Murdoch, I found your podcast a few months back, and as a music history nerd, it's been entertaining and informative listening to you. My wife and I had a number of cross-country trips this year, and while she hated the other music pod I was listening to, which he doesn't say what it is, but shouts, uh, she really enjoys you guys. Anyway, I'm finally caught up in current. And then he puts, I hate reggae, but the Marley episodes were great. So I wanted to wait until I was caught up to drop a note. At first, I felt stupid chiming in on old podcasts. But Brian says repeatedly on the show that he likes it when we talk about old shows. So here yeah. you go.
1: Yeah, or just send a note. It's all good. And so right?
0: then he, he denotes by episode number... And basically annotates comments, so we're just we'll hit a few. You ready? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, this is great. Okay. Episode sixty-five: Rock and Roll versus Torture. Fun fact: I was actually the original drummer in the band Dope that you mentioned for their song <laughs> "Die Motherfucker Die." <laughs> <laughs> Preston, what's up?
1: Preston no, was if, the
0: drummer in Dope. Okay. If you remember, I did not yeah. verify this because I'm just taking this guy at his word. Of course, Preston, I, I believe you. Um, so Die Motherfucker Die was used as torture at Gitmo. Yeah. This was like a real thing. We talked about this. Uh, because I'm a drummer, and then he puts in parentheses, you guys seem to love drummers. I don't know what that says. Uh, I didn't seek writing credit, though I should have. The guitarist and I put the music together years prior when we jam in the music room at the university I attended. I left the band while we were doing pre-production for our second album, the one that actually had Die Motherfucker Die on it. But I still have the pre-production demo where you can hear the song being fleshed out. That's pretty cool.
1: And... It has a great name for his song. Let's just keep going. I mean, yeah, totally. So th- so then he has thoughts on episode 66, so
0: 65 to 66. 66 is drummers versus the rest of the band, which is a really fun episode. Uh, I'm positive someone else has written about this, and yes, I'm going to tell you lots of people have written us about this, um, but I never heard a follow-up. <laughs> the confusion with the pronunciation of Carmen Apiece's last name. He says it is actually the reason there's confusion is his brother Vinny pronounces it differently carmen had pronounced it a piece but his younger brother Vinny, uh who came onto the scene much later than him would pronounce it a and that is why there was so much confusion over how to pronounce it
1: oh i did not know that i've always called Vinny's name a piece too yeah, no they okay. just
0: they're brothers and they pronounce it differently which would be hilarious like i wish my brother and i would do that start that bit like we know a lot of the same people oh. and we should just
1: pretend that our last names are pronounced differently Oh, man, I wish I had a sibling so I could have, like, a French version of Murdoch. <laughs> It'd be like, croissant, Murdoch. No. I don't know. I don't know how to make my name French. It's, it's Irish and Scotch and stuff.
0: Preston gives us a little bit more background here. He says, uh, I had an in-law with an Italian last name that he pronounced one way for years, and when later he found out the traditional Italian pronunciation, he changed how he said his own last name. So maybe yeah. a similar case here yeah uh, okay that's fair um, maybe so okay. plus
1: it sounds fancier
0: episode 117 this is this is the last one i included of his annotations on the episodes but honestly dude like at any point if you want to comment on old episodes like I, I i know that urge when you're listening to to a couple people talk about something and you're like i have something to say please send it to us so he says in episode 117 that's our episode fairly recently about ghost and as i lay dying uh, I grew yeah. up in New Jersey. I lived in California for about a decade, but I currently reside in Indianapolis where I own a music school called Rock Garage. Uh, and he says, yes, Kuma's Corner is the shit. I personally go for the Mastodon Burger. They oh, also yeah, have yeah. very cool t-shirt designs. And if you're ever up here, it's definitely worth a go. I We need to do that. You and I need to drive to Indianapolis and go to this this restaurant.
1: Yeah, I went and looked up the menu and got really really darn
0: not I mean, I'll eat a burger that's not named after a, a heavy metal band, but I definitely will eat a burger that is named after a heavy metal band.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was kind of, I mean, it's gimmicky and sounds ridiculous, but like, I think I ate it at like the Kiss Cafe and like a freaking <laughs> well, like a we eaten lounge. at a Hard
0: Rock Cafe. Nothing gets more gimmicky than a Hard Rock. I ate the Hard Rock Cafe at Niagara Falls like a goddamn tourist. So
1: you know what? It's all fine. Well hey, I do wanna hey, listen, Kenny Rogers Roasters, everybody good God, that chicken was good. It's better than better than Boston Market, it's better than KFC. Kenny had this great thing going and he completely messed it up. The chicken would have blown all that extra publishing money out. Okay, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, this is our show. We talk about whatever you want. I know. I'm the, just trying to keep... We got some people. They wrote us letters, and I want to hang the next out. One's,
0: the next one's from Nick, and this has got another great subject line. The subject line is, hello from Spain. We're international, oh. motherfucker.
1: Oh, super awesome. I super love Spain. My favorite time ever going anywhere ever was I went to Spain and Portugal, and it was like my favorite favorite trip ever
0: hello there i discovered your podcast by accident that's the best way uh about a month ago and i have since become addicted great banter so cool to hear people talking about music with your knowledge and sense of humor i regularly run through the beautiful valencian orange groves while listening to you guys and you regularly make me laugh my tits off i hope that doesn't sound creepy oh that's great nick from valencia nick thank you dude that's amazing and i'm so happy that we're in the orange groves with you honestly now when i finish an episode and i'm getting ready to you know call you and record i'm like doing it for nick man we're doing it for the orange groves we're doing it for the sunsets
1: this is international business baby we can't phone this crap in for nick (laughs) hell no nick nick Uh, we're never gonna phone this crap in uh, i I swear
0: uh, all right we're talking about raleigh north carolina now we're coming back from spain shouts to north carolina we talk about a lot on the show got lots of fans and friends down there jp from nc here he says uh when i started listening to podcasts i searched for all things rock and roll related i've listened to quite a few but yours is my absolute favorite and my one go-to when i need a fix oh thanks jp the, really appreciate the that. stories you tell and your excitement and enthusiasm and the way you tell them keeps me engaged from start to finish, even when the story is about people or bands that I don't really care about. That's awesome, man. And again, you know, that's the thing. We we've we've joked recently about like, you know, oh, if you don't know this or if you've never heard this, but like I do try to make sure that we we go all the way back and give us some background because there is some stuff here that like, you know, this is this is how people learn about stuff, right? Is is through people talking about it and getting excited about it and sharing stories. And so, you know, if, if, if you are using this podcast to learn a lot about rock and roll history, shouts to you, we appreciate, we're glad you're here. And we, uh, yeah. we love it.
1: And, and if you're a nerd like us for Pete's sake, tell us something else we should talk about. I mean, cause this is the funnest thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything else that Brian and I would sit around and talk about. No, there's not. So <laughs>
0: Colleen, there's like
1: nothing else.
0: Colleen writes the
1: show. This is one of my favorites. She's She says
0: she's been listening with her mom. Uh, I got her hooked on the show after telling her about the George Harrison and Eric Clapton episode, which is our most famous and recognized episode, and how the song Layla was made. And then I showed her the Van Halen episodes. So shouts to Colleen and her mom who are sitting around listening to us talk about Van Halen.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. You, get, you You good for one more?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, this okay. is like
1: the best, best part of my day.
0: Uh, we're going to end here, and this is why we're ending here. The subject line simply states, more Motley Crue connections for Murdoch.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Guys, love the show. Been listening to old episodes. In the Boy George episode, you make connections back to Motley Crue via Douglas Booth. Who played Nikki Six in the dirt and Boy George in the MTV movie about Boy George? Well, I have some random connections to Motley Crue, too. I have something random to connect to Motley Crue, too. Did you know that Boy George, like, this is crazy that she knows this. Did you know that Boy George's current manager, Paul Kimsley, has a wife named Dorit? And Dorrit is a cast member on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Nikki Six's wife, Courtney, was offered a spot on that same show in 2014. But she turned it down. So yeah. we could have seen The Sixes on Bravo TV every week with Boy George's manager.
1: Oh, man, that would have been totally weird. Yeah, absolutely. That's so crazy. And and Nikki has went like photography. That's, what's, that's what he's, he's doing. He's like
0: taking photos.
1: I mean, what the hell else are you going to do, man? Like, <laughs> that age, and you're in that band, and you're playing arenas, and you're just showing up and doing yeah, the thing. Yeah. Like, he's... Hell yeah. But he has... but he has. I think he has a show on Clear Channel, iHeart, whatever. He's got, like, a... Oh, yeah, like, he, he does. He does. Yeah, night he does. night right. show, so he, he cashes that check and whatever, and, I, you know. All I, right. I've idea.
0: And then, that connection reminded me... This is continuing the letter. That connection... Reminded me that the current Real Housewife of Orange County, Heather Dubrow, is married to Terry Dubrow, brother to the late Quiet Riot lead singer Kevin Dubrow. Hey,
1: rewind it, rewind it. Okay, wait. That's that's the Real housewife. So which one? Which Orange one is that? County?
0: Orange County. Do you County. pay
1: attention? Have you ever watched these shows? No, but the the ladies in the house did. So so Kevin Dubrow's sister. Okay, so, no. So Kevin. Dubrow's
0: sister-in-law, so Heather Dubrow is married to Terry Dubrow, Kevin Dubrow's brother, and Heather is friends with Nikki Six's wife. Got
1: it. And okay. Then,
0: and then the triumphant last line of this email is: even reality TV ties back to Motley Crue. It all comes back to the crew.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, like, like, let's talk about Bravo shows for a second. Did you watch any of these back in the day? Like, I, I don't watch any of them currently. But uh, did you watch any of the Housewives?
1: No, nah, no, nah, man, that's that. No, I wasn't a
0: housewives guy, but I watched what was the Bravo
1: crap that I used to watch.
0: Like, did you ever watch Millionaire Matchmaker?
1: No, <sighs> I didn't watch that. I one hundred percent, absolutely watched. Um, uh Project Runway and I watched every oh, oh, yeah. season of Project Runway. Well
0: yeah, but that's like in a different category because those people are doing something with their hands.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. That's correct. Other than like I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> it's like none of that is interesting to me. Like I just I just don't even I don't even get it. Hey, do you know who should have hey everybody that's listening Right now is listening for the same reason that we're doing this is because we love music. Okay, here's my pitch. And if I, mean, I know we're getting off subject of like reading mail right now, but why isn't there a frickin journey reality show right now? Oh, my God. Happening right. With the, with the drama with that shit. This
0: is insane and it's it, it seems really stupid but it also like i didn't know that jonathan kane's wife is a televangelist
1: how did i miss no, that i didn't know that either wait <laughs> jonathan kane's <laughs> wife is a televangelist is she's the one is she the one that's using the credit card uh-huh. that yep, they're that's pissed her. okay yep, that that's the her. other guys oh my god she's
0: probably oh buying god. holy water or some shit i don't know what she's doing with it oh but my god it's a whole she's thing a, i don't even a, understand why steve perry sued them because they were like doing they were making Merch, then he wasn't getting a cut of it. Like, I don't it was understand.
1: There's a trade, yes. Yeah, Steve Perry was suing Jonathan Kane and what's the other guy? Uh, Neil Sean. Neil Sean suing them for trademarks about specific songs with merch, and he's dropped that suit. So they were like, hooray. And then, but then I saw that there is a cease and desist yeah, about giving Jonathan signatory rights, like Jonathan Kane's wife. She was signing right stuff on the on the journey credit card. She. Yeah. So she she's able to to make transactions and do crap with with like an an Amex, like basically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And And meanwhile, they're about to go back on tour.
1: They why don't they have a fucking reality tv the, show. the it's, best it's the like best the thing I, the best thing is that i saw a quote where they were like
0: so how are you gonna tour if this is all going on and they were like well the power of the music will prevail I was like, that, is, <laughs> that is some <laughs> dumb shit <laughs> it's the- uh, i what?
1: i yeah I'm, no thanks <laughs> But by the way, I want to tell Ken Schwartz that I have no idea that his book was served to me somehow, somewhere in, in some algorithm of the website. You're probably thinking that I found it on Ken, but I am familiar with seeing your book and the cover of it, and I'm so excited to read it. Well, so listen, listen.
0: If you've got a book if, if you don't have a book if you just have an interest in this stuff that we talk about if you want to send us a note it's we are the story guys at gmail.com we really do appreciate hearing from you it's the we haven't done a mailbag in a long time so this was long overdue but thank you for all of the notes um and for just listening and hanging out with us and getting interactive uh and again we are the story guys at gmail.com the website is we are the story and the instagram is uh, slash rock and roll bedtime stories you can hang out there too and Other than writing letters, what should people do uh, until next time, Mark?
1: Keep telling stories, everybody.